Jillian Chadwick and Roy Nichols are first-rate certified tour guides from London and Dorset. They're taking us to filming locations you can visit in the U.K. from some of your favorite British TV shows and movies. Roy and Jillian, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. So you live this. You watch it on TV before we ever get it, and it's just in your backyard. You can hop on a train and get there in a couple of hours. When you think about all of the wonderful dimensions of Britain and England in particular that are shared on television, especially these days, uh, what comes to mind? If you're a traveler going to England, what should you know about and, and, and what might you want to see? Well, there's so many places that are included in these TV shows. Um, There's lots of information on the internet. If you've got a particular interest in a particular series, you can often chase up um, the information on the internet to find where they're being filmed. You're a tour guide. Let's say somebody has 10 days and they hire you to show you around England and just to see the greatest uh, places made famous by, you know, Downton Abbey or whatever. Downton Abbey was filmed at Highclere Castle, uh, which is frequently open to the public, although since Downton Abbey, it's often booked up two or three years in advance. So there's loads of these places. So that could be a disappointment. It's that you want to go, to, you think you can go to Highclere Castle and it's actually not possible to get it's in. It's very difficult to get a booking there, yeah. yeah. And then if you're a Doc Martin fan? Oh, that's easy. That's You just drive to Port Isaac. and Down in Cornwall in the southwest of England. Yeah. And you can and clamor there with all the other crowds to see the schoolhouse and the doctor's house exactly. and so on. And the pharmacy or the chemist, as we call it. Be prepared to pay to park and walk quite a long ways to get into the town. It's not that bad. It's, it's yeah. harder I was there, going it was really up. Crowded. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people there, and people are just thrilled to go there. Yeah, I was there last year, and they were filming, so we were able to watch. The, the so, whole how process. do they organize that with with the filming going on? They and just all the keep tourists. everyone back and make sure that you don't get in the way. Basically, I was just filming where they were where they did pole dark. <laughs> oh, I was, oh, and it was, was so exciting. I love pole dark. <laughs> it was so beautiful, and. Yeah. Uh, I don't have quite the stage presence that uh, Poldark does. He's so gorgeous, <laughs> He's isn't gorgeous, oh. i got to say. i got to say. <laughs> this is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Roy Nichols and Gillian Chadwick about TV spots in Britain. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And if you'd like to get in on the conversation, you can give us a ring. Jory's calling from Raleigh in North Carolina. Jory, thanks for your call. Hi, Rick. Hey, Jory. Are you a fan of any of the shows in England? I'm a fan of a lot of them. I like... The IT crowd, Catastrophe, that Mitchell and Webb look, and lots of comedies, but then I also like the PBS uh, masterpiece shows. So I've watched all three seasons of Poldark, and when I was in England leading a tour in London in April of 2015, I was able to go to a panel discussion where I got to see and meet people from the show. Oh, I'm jealous. Actually from Poldark, huh? Mm. Yes, not oh. Poldark himself, oh. but other people. <laughs> well, that would have been fun if, if you liked the show. It's such a beautifully shot series. Yeah. Mm. And then to go there in Cornwall, you can see how it could be done. It's yeah. just so Definitely. beautiful. But do you not think that's the secret of so many of the very successful ones when they use outdoor locations? Doc Martin, Poldark, that beautiful Cornish coastline. Mm. You get things like Midsummer Murders. They use all this beautiful, quaint little countryside with the villages and things well, like that. Didn't James Harriet kind of oh, yeah. establish that whole thing? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that is a beautiful thing because in England, it's, I mean, the countryside can be so darn charming. Mm-hmm. It's just begging for, a, you know, a, a, a crew to come yeah. and capture it. Yes. And London as well, of course, is... So what's a good example of, uh, of some shooting on location in London? A lot of Harry Potter locations. Okay, so you're on the Harry Potter trail. Let's say you're traveling with your kids and they're really into Harry Potter. What are you going to be sure to see? Well, you take them to, obviously, King's Cross to Platform 9 and 3 quarters. What do you find there? You see 
uh, platform nine and three quarters. And you're obviously not a Harry Potter fan. I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he gets the train. He goes through the wall with a luggage cart. And he gets onto the train that goes to Hogwarts. Okay. Yes, it's a magical platform that yeah. doesn't exist on the normal train station. So you go there and you just kind of go straight through the wall. Yeah. Straight well, they've got a luggage cart and there are photographers there with long scarves that they throw it round your neck. And so that it looks like you're going through the wall. All of these sites, I mean, if, you go to, if you're a Doctor Who fan, for instance, it was all filmed in South Wales in Cardiff. And there's a whole sort of tourist um, business based on the locations used in Doctor Who. Much of it filmed on the quayside. And wherever you go, they really do, they are very aware of the value of these locations. So they do cash in on that from a tourism point of view. Oh, yes, certainly. Isn't there a big Doctor Who thing in Cardiff? Because I was in the New Harbour in Cardiff and it was like everybody was there for Doctor Who. That's right. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll recognise those those places. I was at um, the big uh, college in Oxford. Christchurch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everybody's looking around for Harry Potter stuff. That's right. Yeah. They understand that when the tourists come. And, and they mm, say they frequently like use same shots. Gillian and I were talking earlier on. And if you're a Vicar Dibley fan, now I know it's rather quite a few years since it was shown, but it's still shown on TV even in Britain. Right. And it's filmed at a little village called Turville in the Chiltern Hills. And I found out from a little bit of detective work that they've actually used that village in loads of different um, films, episodes of different series, uh, going back to the 1940s when it was used in a 1943 wartime film. That is so much fun if you know the show and then you go back and you... And you can do this detective work to find out where the, it's all filmed. There's a little a little harbour in Cornwall where they found the... Uh, where the pilchards were running. Mausel. Just beyond Mausel, there's a little uh, rum runner's kind of uh, cove. Oh, oh, right, yeah. And uh, they have this little series of stones across the river and I just kind of pranced across those stones to get across the river, and then I see it in Poldark, and it really yes. is kind of fun mm, to do that, is. and you have that opportunity all over Britain. Yeah. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with uh, tour guides Gillian Chadwick and Roy Nichols, and we're talking about how you can include a little bit of your TV fandom in your travel itinerary, visiting places that you'll see on British TV. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Elizabeth from Media, Pennsylvania, thanks for your call. Yeah, sorry to hear you're not a Harry Potter fan. Uh, someday I will be, but right now I'm, <laughs> I've got other fish to fry. How is it, what is your sure. favorite uh, memory of being a, a, a fan of British uh, television or movies and then traveling? Sure. So recently I binge-watched um, Shetland, and I was really curious to see, you know, it seems like it's such a remote island. You know, how do you get to it? Is it worth going to? It seems like it's a small island but beautiful. You know, what are the insights for a tourist to consider? So Shetland, there's a, a murder mystery uh, about called Shetland, is that right? Yeah, it's, it, it's... That's right, and the island doesn't seem big enough to have enough people to murder. <laughs> well, it used to have a lot, but they're all dead now. <laughs> but this, this is true of all of those. You can get to uh, these places quite easily. Shetland is served by flights and ferries going from the mainland and everything else. But that's always the dichotomy of all of these. A country like Britain that has such a low murder rate, if you were to watch... Midsummer Murders, Agatha Christie, all of these, you'd wonder that we don't have the highest murder rate in the world. 
But so you just watch it on TV and you don't need to do it in real life. That's right. Yeah. Maybe so we should have a few more a, such absolutely. shows. It's a safety valve. But Shetland is well worth going because you might want to go there because of the TV series. Mm-hmm. But there's so much to see there anyway. And so you, you a, would combine it. And you make a good point. They seem like a long ways away, but there's little um, puddle jumper airplanes that get you there in a yes. snap. I, I just went to the Orkneys in north yeah. of Scotland and it was so easy. I just, yeah. I just decided to give myself 48 hours out of my itinerary. I flew in and flew out and had a great time. Elizabeth, did you have any other comments or or suggestions? Yeah, I did want to know where would be a good base to visit Shetland from? Well, in truth, you'd have to stay on Shetland because um, although the connections are relatively frequent, to see the sights of the island, you'd really need to base yourself on the island. But as as we were both saying, as we were all saying, um, you could fly in, have a couple of days there, see as many of the sites as you want to. The local tourist information is going to be very aware of where all the, if there's a particular episode, a scene in a particular episode you want mm. to see, the local tourist information will be able to point you. Because the locals capitalise And there'll be local that. guides that'll take you to all these sites and things. But stay on the island for a day or two and sort of binge out on, on, on all the various locations. Thanks for your call, oh, Elizabeth. Wonderful. Amanda's calling in Chicago. Amanda, thanks for your call. How are you all? We're doing great. What what uh, British TV do you like to watch, and where would you like to visit? So I watch a whole slew of things, but there was a specific um, spring when a friend of mine was going through a difficult breakup, and like any pair of self-respecting women in our 30s, we decided to medicate by watching a lot of British TV, <laughs> including Mr. Selfridge and Grantchester. And oh. while we were watching Selfridge one day, we were like, wouldn't it be great if we did a girl's trip to London and have tea and drink champagne and selfridges. And four months later, we did just that. Excellent. And how did that turn out? Were you glad you did? It was so much fun. I mean, the for that show, it wasn't filmed in the store, but just getting to be there and kind of have the essence of it. And then throughout the rest of our trip, we didn't do all TV all the time, but we peppered in a few TV things to get us to different areas. So, you know... With Grantchester, we decided to do a day trip to Cambridge, and though we didn't find James Norton, it was still a wonderful day to get out of the city and see just more parts and kind of live that little nerdy TV way. And we wanted to see where Bridget Jones lives, which is not TV, but it fit with our Girls Weekend theme and ended up you know, exploring the borough market all afternoon. So we just had a yeah. lot of fun going to different places that we wouldn't have gone if a TV show didn't lead us there. And, and sort of conversely, when you watch these shows, you know a little bit more about what to look for when you finally go over there. I don't watch that much TV, but I've enjoyed Poldark and Downton Abbey and Victoria and The Crown. And these give an amazing insight into, yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily historical, but they give a, a worthwhile insight into what life was like. Mm, they do, definitely. Which, yeah. which really helps from a sightseeing point of view. Yeah. And I think one of the, the great things about British TV, when they do costume dramas, they do them well, and they're accurate. Yeah. And they have a context, a historical context. And, you know, as tourists, we go to so many of these palaces, but we can't imagine them lived in. And then we go to some of the palaces that are still... We could see in Downton Abbey how, over the years, it became tougher and tougher for them to just pay the staff and, yeah. and, and fix the roof. Mm. And they had to actually what a travesty, open it up to the 
unwashed public mm-hmm. for uh, for uh, admission fee so they could pay their taxes. And, and this you, is the context that the, a lot of these shows have. They do have a very accurate historical it, context reflecting and, social changes. And you see it today, this impoverished nobility. And I just thought if Downton Abbey had carried on another 50 years, we'd be paying to see it today. And, and the old lord, the, the son of the guy who was in the show, would have patches on his tuxedo. Well, there's, there's a script to go to, isn't it? Downton Abbey 2018. Exactly. I think so. Because we, we visit literally lords who open their castles up twice a week or, mm-hmm. or in the summer. just to And, and it was bills. very controversial in the post-Second World War period when most of these stately homes were open to the public yeah, or became open to sort the public. Sort of the end for, of an age. It was. Acknowledging that you aristocrats don't have it easy from now on. You're going to have to join the That's rest right. of us and, and make ends and, meet. And, and today there are still some who refuse to do it. They live on the edge of poverty, but they refuse to open to the, the hoi polloi. And they're still peers and lords, and they still hang out with other peers and lords. Oh, they certainly do. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Gillian Chadwick and Roy Nichols. We're talking about British culture as seen and understood through television and the movies. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. Pat's calling in from Hollywood in Florida. Pat, thanks for your call. Hi, I'm Rick. I'm calling about Call the Midwife because I actually did my training in England about oh, over 30 years ago, and when I see Call the Midwife, it just really brings me back to my training, even though I, it's many years before, because um, I think that was the 50s and 60s. But um, I'm planning a trip soon to England, and we're going to be in the York and Whitby area, and I would love some um, you know, views on what I could see. I know that's the home of Dracula's in Whitby, I, I do believe, and I'm going to be in the Lincolnshire area. That's a fascinating area. Mm. I've been there with, with Roy, Whitby, States, yes, York, did, Yorkshire, yeah. James Harriet Country. What are some ideas for uh, TV well, fans? Uh, from as, as you say, Bram Stoker set Dracula in Whitby because there's a famous scene set up in the Abbey itself. Of course, you've got James Herriot in Northallerton. And Brideshead Revisited also. Castle Howard? Yeah, Castle Howard. Castle Howard is, that's a beautiful place to film. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And you know the the famous uh, steam train in in New York, what is it, the Pickering? The the North York Moors railway that runs from Moulton to Pickering. So tourists can get on this classic old steam train through the North York Moors. And I'm not sure, but I swear when I look at steam trains in British productions, a lot of them must be that run. Well, they do use it a lot, but... Things like the Railway Children, for instance, the original Jenny Agatha was run on the Keithley and Worth Railway. So you have to know your trains and you have okay. to know your steam trains to identify. So there's the a pic- number of steam trains that could take you back 100 oh, years. Dozens of them. That, in England. Yeah. That was used in Harry Potter, that line. That line, yeah. Because yeah. there's one station that just looks like it's right out of a film yeah. set. Yeah. You guys live in a country that is it's just like one set. giant film set. Mm. It is. It really yeah. is. It's very cool. Pat, does that give you some ideas? It sure does. Um, this area of England I've never been to, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I do believe we're going to go on the, that train journey through the Yorkshire Moors where you can actually have lunch um, on it. And it's quite, I've heard that it's quite good. So yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. That's a beautiful experience. And I, I think that's kind of, a, that's what you got to do when you're in that area is to take yeah. that yes. train ride. Hey, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. Take care. And Heidi's calling from San Diego. Hi, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Um, over 10 years ago, in my early 20s, I read James Harriet's series, All Creatures Great and Small. They had been a favorite of my dad, so I wanted to read them. Um, the books were incredible, and as you know, were made into the 
popular BBC series in the 70s and 80s. So a couple years ago, um, when we were visiting friends in Yorkshire, I took my kids to the James Harriet Museum in Thirsk, and it far surpassed my expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, It covered the history of veterinary medicine, talked about life in England during World War II. It talked about how the show was filmed. It even had a huge room uh, dedicated to interactive exhibits for the kids. So I highly recommend it for anyone traveling, particularly with kids. So now this is um, in Yorkshire, and and Heidi, this is in Thirsk, T H I R S K, Thirsk, and isn't that where James Harriet would actually come out and greet his fans once a week or something? It was like? actually his practice. He used it. His practice was veterinary. Was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember back when he was uh, sort of in everybody's uh, on everybody's radar, people would make a pilgrimage out there, and he would graciously come out and meet his fans. Mm. Do you remember that, Roy? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what would he? He would actually was it a certain day of the week, and he would meet people. Um, I, th- I don't think I, whenever he was down, I don't think yeah. it was a particular time. It okay. wasn't like sort of bring on James Harriet accessible, and people yeah. would make a pilgrimage mm. to James yeah. quote James Harriet country. And, and the practice still exists today. It's moved house, of course, because that's a museum now. And I think it's his daughter who's the vet in the family now. So the James Harriet Museum, and it's actually a, a quality museum, right, Heidi? Oh, yes, it was wonderful. We spent several hours there. And then, of course, the village is also quite nice. That's great. Well, thanks for your call. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Jillian Chadwick and Roy Nichols. Hey, we've been talking about places uh, from, from our favorite shows produced in your country. Let's flip things around. Which TV shows and movies shot in the United States have inspired you English guides to want to travel here and check out on location? Oh, I know. Frasier. Frasier, really? Yeah, and then I find out it's not even filmed in Seattle. Oh. It's just got the pictures of Seattle, hasn't it? Well, that's it? not fair. I was so disappointed. Well, Frasier, I'm glad you enjoyed Frasier, Love right? Love it. Big Bang Theory. Filmed, well, it's meant to be in Pasadena, but it's actually filmed in Burbank or somewhere like that. Okay. But, um, but this is, brings us back to location filming. It's very, very important. And England Does that. sets the standard. Mm. Exactly. Thank you very much. And we, I know in public broadcasting, the whole Britcom thing, the whole British drama, the whole masterpiece, all of that is, there's even a station in Washington, D.C. dedicated, a public television station, entirely British programming. Americans love it. They do. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. And it's nice to be able to enjoy that and then go to your country and Mm. check it out in person. And we love showing it to them. Happy travels. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.